0: Join DJ and PK. Hey, that's us. At Murdoch Chevrolet, Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. Woods Cross, 2375 South, 625 West, and you get an oil change for 1997. $19.97. We'll see you Friday. All right, question of the morning. You've had a, you've had a few days of separation now. Get over that loss to USC. Big picture. The race ahead, it's a rocky road to the division title, or nah, that was just one game, sit back, watch another weekend of football and see what happens. Jeff says, I said to start the year. The Utes would be 9-3 and with losses to USC, Washington State, and Washington. I still think we lose to Washington. I now think we're going to beat Washington State this weekend, and that might be enough to win the South. I'm not convinced USC can keep it together.
1: Well, if they're so fragile this time last week, one game isn't going to make a difference. If you're that fragile, I never thought they were that fragile, but if you did, then winning one game isn't going to change the world. I mean, you still have a bunch of tough games to go, and you're a C, and everybody gets jacked up to play you. That's the truth.
0: Ute Football says, I'm optimistic. It's Ute FB. Picture of Kyle Whittingham looking up at the scoreboard with the headset on. Optimistic, but every game is a battle. No real automatic wins. Pac-12 top to bottom is as good as any conference. Sadly, the national narrative doesn't believe it because we haven't had that top-tier team win at all. I'm still hopeful for a 2-3 to loss season. I do expect USC to lose two or three games. I can buy all that. I don't necessarily have much of a problem with that. Sure, but out of all those scenarios, if you both have three lost seasons, or you both have
1: two lost seasons, they're going to the title game. It, I get it. If you lose another game, SC has to win, lose three. I understand that. You don't need to tell me that anymore. You tell me it one more time, I'm going to come over there. Mitch says this is where PK's lack of diehard
0: fandom for teams shows. Diehard is assessed without standings from start to finish. I've been worried about the Cubs' standings from game one of their Terrible ending the last week because every win and loss
1: counts from game one. From game one in April, you were worried about the standings. That's what Mitch says. Mitch, that's stupid. (laughs) That's back to my point.
0: That's back to my point about the difference between a 12 game season and a 162 game season. Obviously, 162. You got time to rally, and we've seen plenty of teams do it.
1: Washington was 19 and 31, and now they're going into postseason.
0: In the postseason, yeah,
1: did it by beating the Phillies. Now they got to play a playoff game basically, a one-gamer. Yep. So, uh, you know, but they've got the pitching, so uh, I don't know who they're going to play yet, but I certainly like who Washington can throw out, but we digress. I am I get it. I don't have the intense win-loss fandom that you have. I have the same interest, I just don't have the intense winning or losing. A key distinction. Yeah. And I And I openly admit that. There is no team I obsess about winning or losing. I just... I'm too old, too in the business, too long to worry about winning and losing to that degree. But I still have the same interest. In fact, I could argue I have more interest because I go to the practices and talk to the coaches, and most of the folks don't. So I And you hear stuff, and yeah. then it's like, well, okay, they think they know something.
0: Do they know something? Will they plan it plan out the way they think, or is there some curveball coming they can't hit?
1: Yeah, a lot of times they're dead on. My experience is well, that's, they're, they're on more than they're off. That's why that Oregon web,
0: where they on or off with the USC game. Because my my perception is that caught him off guard. I mean, well, I mean, they, 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 didn't, they think didn't think they, they were the Rad
1: Fink was going to come in and do what he did. For
0: sure, they, they didn't think they were going to get beat over the top and get beat on deep passes that often.
1: I wouldn't think so. No, credit to the Rad Fink.
0: But you had someone up there tell you that they were going to go up to Oregon, smoke the Ducks, and that seemed unthinkable on the Monday or Tuesday. You heard it. And nonetheless, on Saturday, that's
1: exactly how it played out. We got this, and I chuckled, no, we got this. You're like, whoa. Yes. It was said.
0: It was serious. You're not messing
1: around. Right. I thought it was a throwaway line. I laughed, and then I got schooled.
0: Yeah. But that clearly, they'd seen stuff on film they knew they were going to exploit, and they were right.
1: I still think even with that fandom obsessing over the wins and losses, which I don't. I get you do. I don't. I still think it is silly to obsess over standings in this conference. You're Johnny-come-lately in this conference. I got 40 years of experience of all sorts of stuff. My nephew was a big Arizona fan, and he emailed me that one de- one year when you're talking about Desert Swarm, and he just had Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl. Finally, you can get off my back. Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, <laughs> Rose Bowl. And, he put re- and I saved the email. I got it somewhere. <laughs> That's so you. <laughs> And Because it looked like they were going. And then they didn't right at the right. end. I've seen it happen so many freaking times. Utah, the very first year. All I got to do is beat Colorado with SC on probation, and you're going to the title game. And you lose to Colorado, which had won one road game in like 50 years or something like that under Embry. And they sucked. Yep. And you lost that game. Yeah. It was a shocker. It was the day after Thanksgiving. It was a day game at Rice-Eccles. And I was in, I was on the sta- uh, sidelines there at uh, and, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing because I thought for sure they were going to win that game. They were on a roll. They had turned their season around. I remember Bergstrom was the uh, leader of that team. And they were all we're not going out like this. this is my senior year, blah, 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 blah. And it happened. And then they lost that last game. And they rallied. I, who they beat in the bowl game was, I can't remember. But... Uh they did what they said they were going to do, and then they lost at the end. So many things can happen. I still insist that it's not worth obsessing about the standings right now. Georgia Tech in the Sun Bowl. That's the one. You have so yeah. much left. If it was maybe the middle of October and SC has a win at Seattle in her back pocket, I'm changing my tune. But I'm not changing my tune now. No. Maybe next week, if especially if you lose to the Cougars and the Trojans beat the Huskies, completely different story. It'll feel really different. You will have gotten some of the help you need. Well, uh, I'm see, saying if it works against you. Oh, then yes, because then the hole is much deeper. You're 2 right. and they're 3-0 with wins with the over tie-breaker. the two favorites. Yeah. Both Washington and the Utes were favored. And so SC schedule, and we've talked about it, at length, they out of the gate. They had the toughest schedule. Turn out, Stanford wasn't as tough, but Utah's still tough. And then your third game is against Washington. That's a really tough schedule right out of the chute. And then they still have Cal to go because the North and the South and the Californias always play each other. So, right now, I think the Utes are fine. They're no. They're only slightly worse off than they were this time last week. And if they won, I would only say they're slightly better off. I wouldn't say because if they if it's a, a rocky road and a cliffhanger and blah blah blah, that means if they would have won, then it's virtually smooth sailing because you can't have one without the other. And I wouldn't have come in here this week and said, "Oh, start spreading the news. You're going to Santa Clara." I wouldn't have That's said that at all. The news. Yeah. I'm leaving December fourth. I wouldn't have said that. You still have a bunch of tough games to go. You wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said it. Probably would have believed it. No,
0: I don't. <laughs> you would have thought the it's chances a huge, are huge. It's just they put a the Pac-12 schedule. The Pac-12 put a huge game at the front of the schedule. It's a big deal if you win it. It's a big deal if you lose it. It just is. There isn't that much time yeah, to recover. I, I don't think it's like a big that you win that. every
1: game. Every conference game. Right.
0: But in a year where it looks like there's two teams that might be able to win it and four teams that probably can't win it, to have those two teams play early makes it a really big deal. You know, it in the, north, deal. In the north, where it looks like there's probably certainly there's two teams that can win it, but you probably argue there's three or four teams that could win it. Fine. Having that one big game, there's a bunch of teams that could help you later if you need the help. Here's one for help you Help the helper. Help the helper. <laughs> That's basketball season, <laughs> and we're not there yet. Despite all the emails it is we're basketball getting, season. I know. Did we get a lot of basketball email yesterday? Help oh, the helper. Started.
1: That's all that needs to have okay, happen. Okay, so
0: here's an interesting thing. We got like five minutes before we go to break, and then Good. we can run this past yeah, Lincoln okay. Kennedy when he joins us all next. Right,
1: let's do it. Why you got to be like that?
0: I'm f- agreeing with you. Yeah, what do you want really, from me? Sarcasm. Go ahead. You really Come are on. Not. Let's go. Make your point. <laughs> I'm growing old here. I'm gonna forget it. You're gonna distract me. Shiny thing. Butterfly. Would you rather be Utah or Washington State? Both had hopes of winning I'd rather the division. Live in Salt Lake than Pullman. Yeah, I know that. Okay, both teams had hopes of winning their division. Both teams started three and zero. Both teams lost the conference opener. But right Washington now, State. But Washington lost State to <clears throat> lost to a South team. Lost to a South team. Sure. Yeah. So they're still in control of their own destiny. Win the next eight, they win the division. Whereas. Utah lost to a better team, and Washington
1: State blew a 32-point lead to a team that's not supposed to be any good. But it was a South. This control-your-own-destiny spiel yep. right now is nothing more than a saying. Everybody controls their destiny right now. If you go 8-1, you're winning the division. You'll get the help you need.
0: But, and I, and I agree with you, if the youth went out, I do think they'll get the help they need. But... The nature of the Pac-12, crazy thing happens. they got to play a bunch of good teams in the North, and there isn't that much separation. I'm sitting here assuming they're going to lose another game
1: fine. That's and part that of everything I've said. Well, sack up. You had a mulligan <laughs> and you played it yeah. on the first game. You and if you you're the all, first If team. you're all that and you're a top 10 team and you're a playoff contender and all this BS that we've been hearing about for weeks, then friggin' go 8-1 and one and take care of it. If you go 8-1, and one, you control your own destiny. That stupid cliche <laughs> that drives me nuts. Especially in September. Everybody controls their own destiny right now. Mitch- Washington State controls it, and they lost to the perceived second or worst team in a conference.
0: Mitch says, yes, PK, I'm stupid, but I do check the standings daily. I can't help it. Well, yes, it ramps up as the end approaches, but I do the same thing with the Jazz, too. I said obsess. I didn't say check. Gnarly says, how many road games does USC have left? Oh, every one of them. A lot. They've been They've been home a lot here.
1: Well, three or four. Yeah,
0: but I mean, and most BYU importantly, in conference, they've had the two. Yeah.
1: They've well, had... you're going to play either five home games and four road games, or four home games and, I, and five road games. And I that rotates every year, right?
0: And I don't know if USC is playing UCLA home or away this year. They're playing but, them home, but it doesn't matter. Okay, it really they lost doesn't. Last it's a bus trip. The Rose Bowl. Yeah. It's uh, so then they got four road games left. Answer your question. Yeah,
1: really. SC in that regard gets a break every year because it's not really a road game either way.
0: The nature of Cal and Stanford and USC and UCLA. To a large extent, Just yes. Just bus over and there you go.
1: Yeah, Oregon and Oregon State would bus, too. They're not that far. They're not that far. You wouldn't fly that. You would not fly that, no.
0: Do they fly Phoenix to Tucson? How does that work?
1: Um, my I'm... guess would be no, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. You fly Washington to Washington State, I'm sure of that. I wouldn't think they bust that. Yeah, but those at Tucson and Phoenix are two different markets. The, uh, you're... It's, it's just different. But even still, that's a rivalry game. Last year, the Cats blew a 19-point lead at home in the fourth quarter. So home, home field home field in this conference is so overrated. I just don't think it matters. The Utes aren't going to win because yeah, they really, have Washington State at Rice-Eccles. Got, uh, got nine,
0: eight going on nine years of history here on the Utes, and there really isn't any difference home and road. They might even be a little better on the road than they are at home. It really hasn't played out. You can talk about the elevation and the cold, and it sounds good, but when you look at the numbers, it just doesn't hold up.
1: Yeah, and you talk, they have a great atmosphere, I agree, but that atmosphere doesn't win you games. Execution wins you games. Tackling wins you games. Turnovers, either accumulating them or not having them, those are what win you games, not the ding-dongs in the stands. And I love the ding-dongs in the stands. <laughs> all right, Lincoln Kennedy's coming up next.
0: We'll, have, we'll run all this by him and see what he thinks. And also, it's Wednesday, so we've got a win tickets Wednesday coming up in about half an hour. Your chance to win concert tickets to see Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band. That's about a half an hour away, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
2: And now, Attention. top of the wire One. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: BYU announced home-and-home series with Central Florida and Rice yesterday. The Cougars and Knights will play in 2023 and 2024. The Owls will face BYU in 2023 and 2025 future of the Iowa-Iowa State football series has been called into question after members of the Hawkeyes marching band have alleged that they were verbally, physically, and sexually harassed during their September 14 game in Ames, Iowa. Boise State linebacker Ezekiel Noah, who was leading the Broncos in tackles, will miss the rest of the season after tearing his ACL and breaking his wrist on the same play during Boise State's win over Air Force. BYU head basketball coach Mark Pope says senior guard T.J. Haas underwent a knee scope about two weeks ago, but he expects the all-West Coast Conference performer back in the next 10 days or so. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking.
2: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
1: For Utah, they still have a lot of good things intact to have that great season. Like 7-2, and two, I still think would very well get the division. So, fragile this Saturday. You have to win, but I like you to win. And if you do, this actually looks a heck of a
2: lot better than I think people realize. Uh, tell me if I'm going too glass half no, full here.
0: No.
1: I think people are thinking such
0: worst-case scenario because they lost. There's still a lot to play for.
2: I do think Utah's going to have a good rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I also see them having a good rest the season, possibly dropping another game and losing the tiebreaker because they lost to SC and keeping them away from doing something that they should have done. Yeah,
1: you can only do it at 7-2. and Matchup-wise, I like you going the rest of the way.
2: Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. PK's a triple threat. He does radio. He does TV every Sunday night on Talking Sports. And he writes, his column's going to go up on 1280thezone.com later today, I think. Later today, PK? Here shortly? Uh, it's now in Hatch's hands. Okay. <laughs> shortly, <laughs> Hatch gives it a thumbs up. And in the commercial breaks, just to, pull the, uh, just to pull the curtain back, you've been double-checking numbers. Numbers. The bane of your existence. Do you have a headache yet? I do, yeah. <laughs> He's afraid I'm going to screw it up. Double-checked all the numbers, checked them a third time, they're spot on. I hope. You're going big picture of the Utes, trends on the Utes, where the program's been, where it's going, how they're scheduling. You're addressing a lot of stuff. In they're
1: trying thing. to beef up the schedule by Good. playing Florida and Arkansas. Good. And I think Harlan is trying to make it better because it's been woefully inadequate. Yep. They're 26-1 and in non-conference games. Utah State in overtime in Logan. And they've only played one Power 5 series since they've been in a Pac-12. Michigan home and home. And they had Pittsburgh, but that was started in the Mountain West. They yep. did play them as a member of the Pac-12. Yeah. They played them both.
0: The last year in the Mountain
1: West, they opened the season with them at home. Yeah, and then they went back to Heinz Field when they were a member of the Pac-12. So they've only played two non-conference Power Fives in the regular season. That's not enough. I think there's a couple things
0: here. One, people want to beef up the schedule because of the playoff. Great. I don't know how often that's going to be a factor. It would seem very rarely. But I think the other thing is attendance. People have been worried about attendance at college football games. Multiple leagues, multiple schools all across the country will play games that matter. Play games that are interesting. Don't beat up on somebody because, A, you know you can, and B, it's a money game. Those two types of games aren't interesting. This is interesting that they're scheduling Houston and Arkansas and Florida. And Houston's not a Power 5 team, but they've been a good program. they got Baylor out there, too. So that's good. And they're playing BYU seven out of nine years. That game is always interesting. We've only had a couple of blowouts DJ and PK, we're joined now by Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Networks. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lincoln, good morning.
3: Gentlemen, good morning to you. How are you both?
0: Uh, we're, having a, we're having a radio fight on the air. PK, PK, sure I'm wrong again. Uh-oh. Which, you know, there might be some truth to but I don't really want to plead guilty to that right now. You don't know that about me, so let's not, you know, throw all the dirt out there in public. So I made some, uh, some reference, some metaphor, some simile, whatever it is. I don't know, I'm not very good at English. Uh, about the Utes still have a path to the Pac-12 South Division title, but after the news- losing the USC, it's uphill, it's rocky, it's along the side of a cliff. It's not a great path. It is a path, it's just not a great one. They've lost a game. They're down a tiebreaker. They're no longer in control of their own destiny. And I don't think they can run the table and win again. I picked them at the start of the year to go 10-2 and 7-2 and and in conference. And if they lose again, then that means USC would have to lose three times. So, is my analogy anywhere near true? Or PK who's telling me to quit obsessing about the standings after one game, relax, they're a good team, let it play out, the Pac-12 is crazy. Which one of those two do you, uh, do you subscribe to?
3: I, I, I kind of sat on. I kind of you know sat on the latter point where, where the fact is, I, I think the the Pac-12 is crazy. I mean, we've been talking about it to, to, to some extreme right now. That you know the, the competitiveness of this conference is really, in my opinion, like no other. I mean, you can really go down the list, and I, and, and I like that. I like parity. I don't like dominance. I like parity. I like the fact that anybody can beat anybody, and that's the way that players should feel. That's the way the coaches should feel, and that's the way the fans should feel. Um, You catch somebody at the right time, and then you have your chance to succeed and and to move forward. But, again, that philosophy, that ideology, if you will, does not necessarily coexist with the national uh, national perspective, and what I mean by that is that we all want to be able to stick out our chest as fans and say our conference, our alma mater, is something that that we should we can be proud of, especially when it comes to football. And so, from a national perspective, how likely are they to be in the playoff or to chase a championship? Well, this is not the NC two A basketball where everyone kind of has a chance. The, you, regardless of what happens with this, this conference, the Pac-12 championship, in my opinion, is not, the Pac-12 champion is not going to play for a national title. That's just. I don't care whom it is. The Pac-12 championship will not be in the playoff. That's how I feel right now. But that doesn't necessarily bode well for a national perspective and for fans to be able to stick out their chests, if you know what I mean. So, though I like the competition, I, I wouldn't say don't panic. I think Utah is still a good team. They just ran up against a team that has some skilled players, and you know, for the most part, got lucky um, uh, and was able to beat them at home. So, but, but that happens. That's the great thing about sports in general. That happens at time
1: for time. Yeah, I agree totally, Lincoln. The way I look at it with the conference right now, I've been going back and forth on who I think is the favorite, and I'm thinking you ever go to a, like a carnival or a fair and they have these stuffed animals in this booth and you have this big like crane thing and you put your money in you try to pick out one of them and hope that it sticks and as you pull it up to where you can take it out you hope it doesn't loose get loose and fall back into the pack and so that's what I'm thinking uh this week I've got that money and I put the thing in and I'm trying to pick out my stuffed animal and my favorite this week which is subject to change but my favorite to win the conference now is Washington
3: well as I said, there, you know what? It's it's probably going to change after this week. Yeah, <laughs> when, I mean, exactly. That, that, that's the great thing about parity. That's the great thing about competition. You have that option. And and the thing is, is that when we try to procrastinate or procrastinate—that's that a word, better word for it—look uh, at at um, the way this season is going to unfold. We're all trying to make conclusions when we haven't seen a whole lot of football in this regard, if, the, if that makes sense to you. I mean, things happen, injuries, um, uh, weather issues. I mean, who would ever thought that when Cal played Washington a couple of weeks ago, they would have a two-and-a-half-hour delay. They'd be on the verge of postponement, and then Cal would beat Washington at Washington. I mean, you, no one can ever predict that, but, but it happens. So that's a great thing about sports, and that's why we love it. And this past this weekend was a crazy weekend when it comes to sports. You guys know that.
0: So, there's another potential crazy weekend here as you've got, uh, it looks like, a couple of the top teams in the South and a couple of the top teams in the North ready to square off. How do you f- how do you feel about USC going to Washington? And then we'll get to the Utes after that.
3: You know, what USC has been able to do this year, even without their starting quarterback, you know, coming into the season after an injury, is that they've been able to utilize their... Their strength of their program, their roster, which is skilled players at all positions. Now, they've been somewhat lucky. I'm going to give them that. But at the same point, they found a way to win. And that's to to me is a true sign of a team that wants to be resilient, that that wants to fight for its coach. So many opportunities when you're going to your fourth-string quarterback to to just lay down and be like, you know what, we can't do it and whatever, and just get thumped and call it a day. But you saw a matter of fight coming out of uh, of USC. So with that that point going forward, Yes, I like Washington because I think Washington is is a more complete team. However, you can't discount USC. And I don't know what the line is, or I'm not into all that odds maker stuff, but I do know this is that S C is going to give Washington everything they can handle and then some, and it's going to be a great game.
1: So did Washington State somehow forget that it was September and think it was November by choking? <laughs>
3: The things that I saw when, when when that when that game went down is that they cooed it, they cooed it, they cooed it. <laughs>
1: right, but it's September. It's supposed to wait till November.
3: Yeah, how about that? But when, when was the last? I mean, come on. Let's let's be honest. So the, that was a, an NC2A basketball score, not an NC2A football score. I mean, it was crazy. The fact that you know UCLA was down by as much as they were, and they came back and they rallied back. Now, if I'm Mike Leach and I'm, a, I'm I'm a Wazoo, you know, I'm seriously reconsidering my position because this has happened more than once in some capacity, and they have to seem to make everything interesting. And I'm not really sure what you can do. The fact is is that most people around the nation know Mike Leash and Wazoo as the air raid offense. They don't sit there and say anything about defense, you know, for the most part. And there's been times where they've shown some semblance of defense, if you will. But after that game against UCLA, I mean, I really don't know where to put this team because I don't know what we truly have. Yeah, they can score points, but they can't stop anybody. So do we have the Pac-12s version of a Big 12 team that just wants to run up the score as much as possible and hope for the best on the other side? Yeah.
0: So what about UCLA, since uh, Utah and USC both have to play UCLA? Is UCLA a team that's capable of pulling upsets as opposed to the team that was 3-9 and last year and started 0-3 this year and didn't look like they had any chance of beating San Diego State in the second half?
3: well again it goes back to the parody of the conference anybody can beat anybody so everyone should be on their p's and q's no matter what the record is no matter what their past history is everybody should be you know to stand up and be and to be thought of and respected for the program that they are you ucla like fc has got good skill players yes they're very young there's a there there's a lot that uh you know uh, chip kelly is asking from his players um especially at this time in their career but it it goes back to stand up and be counted winning a game like that Against Wazoo on the road it gives them a feeling of uh, respect. It gives them a feeling of uh, confidence that they can do things. But I still think they've got too many holes. I mean, let's—they did they get a sixty-something points. You know what I mean? It's not like it, it was—it was a ten-three battle. So they—they they still have a bunch of holes themselves.
1: Cal's got the Devils at home Friday night. How much, if any, do you need to see more out of Cal before you say, all right, they are legitimate as far as potentially winning this conference?
3: I'm, I thought they were when I watched the Washington game, when I did their game uh, against North Texas. This defense is lights out. The secondary is, is second to none, in my opinion, in the conference. And more importantly, their offense is getting more and more uh, confidence as they move forward. Look, when you have a defense, you have a chance. And, and I thoroughly believe that this Cal team is legit. And I've said that for quite some time.
0: All right, so Utah's got to bounce back. Washington State's got to bounce back. Who do you mm-hmm. trust more?
3: Utah. But, but, but you know what? It also relies on Zach Moss, the health of Zach Moss. I think the identity changed when he left the game. So I'm still waiting for the reports. Maybe you guys have something that I don't. I haven't seen on, on this day yet. But um, I, I think Zach Moss is very important to this offense. And, and, and without him in the lineup, they've either got to adjust on the roll, or they got to find a way to, to 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 really pick things up because I saw a little bit of air taken out of their cells when he got when he was off the field.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think there's any question about that. That he might be the most important guy. Obviously, the quarterback is always important, but maybe aside from the quarterback, the thing that really, really stunned me is you alluded to it about putting some balls up there, and maybe SC got lucky. But I was really surprised that Utah's pass defense was that bad, and it does, I have to admit, make me nervous going again up against Washington State because they just they may not have the receivers, and I don't think anybody in the conference has the receivers of SC. But the fact that they throw the ball so many times, just like last year, Utah did a decent job of containing it, but yet right at the end or the third quarter, whatever it was, they broke a big uh, 90-yard pass, uh, whatever the distance was. You know, you miss a tackle, boom, the guy's gone. So I do have a fair degree of nervousness about being able to stop the pass for the Utes against the Cougars. What do you see?
3: thing is if you look at the formula for UCLA the reason why they won is they had special teams come through big and more importantly they had turnovers timely turnovers even when they had a, uh, Wazoo had a substantial lead and that's usually the key for most teams to beat another one you want to win all three phases you want to be able to win the turnover battle so I, I think going forward I mean that's sort of when the key to success against Wazoo unless you have a prolific offense that can score lots of points and get into a shootout legitimate shootout the thing you want to do is you want to take advantage of the, of the chance the, the tangibles. I still think, you know, Utah's uh, philosophy or identity, if you will, in my opinion, is to be able to run the ball, which controls the clock, and play defense on the other side. And even if you give up, you know, some yards and you bend but don't break mentality, and you give up threes versus sevens, you still have a greater chance. So moving forward, you want to generate turnovers. You want to control the clock. More importantly, you want to run the football and be able to take advantage and not necessarily put the pressure on Wazo's offense because we know where they can score but be able to take so much time off the clock that they don't necessarily have the time where they can just think and think down the field and, and, and pick you apart.
0: Hey, we were discussing with you about Cal and if they're legit and all that. Uh, is Colorado legit? What do you think of them? Is the jury still out?
3: I think Colorado's dangerous, but I wouldn't necessarily deem them as legit. Um, uh and, and the reason why they're dangerous is because you have the mentality where you travel under radar, and there are programs that look at look at that as a challenge. The fact that you know Colorado was able to go to Wazzu—I mean, not Wazzu, ASU—and take care of business, you know, you, you walk off that field and be like, "Yeah, yeah, we are legit, we are legit." But I still think Colorado, typically, I mean, most for the most part, has too many holes to be considered legit. I just think they're dangerous.
1: Last week at this time, there was so much talk around SC. There were reading a report that came out on Friday, the day of the game, that if the Trojans get worked in the Coliseum, Clay Helton could be fired that night. And obviously it didn't come to pass. They win the game. But is this something that is just going to hang in the balance each week?
3: As long as Urban Meyer is sitting in L.A. jobless, yes. Yeah. USC. that make sense, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: no, I got it, you. It, it does, because USC wants to win at football really, really, really badly for yes. decades and decades and decades. It is so ingrained. But this is a school that's had multiple significant scandals to the point that SC people, who are not easily embarrassed, are actually embarrassed. And to hire Urban, the guy's got baggage. I mean, it's obvious you're setting yourself up for another scandal that happens. It's not his fault, it's your fault. You've seen what well, happened which in Florida, is very true, Ohio but State. You
3: also talk about a program that needs the attention, needs the spotlight, good or bad. It goes by the, the saying that any press is good press. Um, I, I think there's something to be said by Lynn Swan stepping down. And you didn't hear a lot of you know flutter before or after. To me, things like that, when you talk about all the rumors that I've heard surrounding L.A. and surrounding SC, what I'm most concerned about is that This team is prepared, I mean, this this organization, and I'll call it an organization because I do believe it is that with the amount of money and everything, the procedures tied to it. I think they're ready to make a change, to make a splash, to try to prove themselves more significant. And all the things that you said about Urban Meyer are absolutely correct. However, I think they're willing to overlook it for the potential of being relevant in the world of college football again, which programs like SC, Notre Dame, texas um have to be they, they when it comes to the world of college football if they're not in the conversation something is deeply wrong and they've been trying to figure out for years now how to get from under uh, helton without just firing him for really no calls i mean the guy has had some success but now it's not it's not to sc standards of success as far as being relevant in the total scope of college football
1: what do you think they do at quarterback now because uh, each of these kids has had their moments
3: Here's the thing. You don't do anything but ride the wave. I mean, <laughs> when you're able to go to your fourth-string quarterback and win a football game, you're doing something right. Does <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: it really come down to the, their receivers? I and mean, we talk about how the best receivers in the conference. Well, in every conference, somebody has the best receivers in the conference. But I saw a thing Yogi Roth did on the Pac-12 Network. He thinks they have three of the top four got 3 NFL guys can any quarterback have success with those 3 guys
3: I don't necessarily know if any quarterback, but here's the thing. I kind of equate SC's past weekend success against Utah to when I watched the Baltimore and Kansas City game. How many times did Lamar Jackson throw the ball kind of up and just do all the rules that you're supposed, not, not supposed to do as a quarterback, and his receivers came down with the ball? So it's more luck than anything. But with that being said, the more film you have on a particular guy, the more defensive coordinator is going to be able to sort of you know, create a game plan to protect Against you, but it's it, you still have to go out there and, and execute. And when you have as good of skill positions as SC does, and as deep as they are, you're still dangerous.
1: So back to my Washington thing. You know they've looked good, except for that cow game. Yeah. Uh, how much do I take that as something that that is really who they were or because I had heard when we were down in LA for Pac-12 media day keep your eye on Washington they got a ton of young kids and at some point they're going to get it together whether it's sooner this year later this year or maybe even next year they're going to be there are they I think they're on their way there but how close are they to getting there
3: well, Washington has consistently been there. More importantly, you come into this season. A lot of people thought, of, you know, highly of Washington and Oregon and, and Wazoo, of course, and all these teams had to play each other. They kind of discounted Cal because of their offense and Chase Garbers and stuff like that. But now that Cal has been, you know, it's proven that they can beat Washington. I mean, you go back to that game against Cal and Washington. I don't know how you can really keep people focused at I mean, guys focused, young men focused at twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. I, I just don't know it. So you tip your hat to Justin Wilcox and his staff for being able to do it for Cal's standpoint. But I don't know how much credence you put in because, honestly, if I think, in my opinion, if Cal played Washington five times, I would give Washington the advantage like 3-2, to two, something like that. I think Cal could be competitive with them, but I think that they can you know, I think Washington would eventually win three games over two. With that being said, since we only have one game, it's you know, you, you get somebody early in the season who's still trying to find their identity. Anything is possible. I think coming to this season, uh, Washington was legit. I still think they're legit with their defense and their, their skill position, but at the same point, just like every team in the Pac twelve, I think Washington's vulnerable.
0: All right, we'll leave it right there, Lincoln. Thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it, and I forgive you for siding with PK at the start of the interview. I'm not going to hold <laughs> that against you.
3: It's a fight brewing for later, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right, Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Networks, also the Raiders analyst, and he joins us every week here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So it really goes back to the point here, PK. you got one undefeated team in the conference. Cal got the 4-0. Everybody else has been beaten once. Did the Utes lose? because the USC receivers are awesome and won some jump balls, and Utah will be fine here. Did USC lose their one game because they started a freshman quarterback on the road, he threw three picks, and they got beaten OT. But now he's out, and they're going with somebody else anyway, and they'll be fine. Did Colorado, their only loss to Air Force, it's the option. It's weird. They're not going to face it again the rest of the way. Colorado's not
1: winning the division. I'm with you on that. Don't worry about them.
0: Oregon, yeah, they, they lost to Auburn. They
1: Aub- beat a mediocre issue team. Let's not go crazy.
0: Oregon lost to Auburn in the, outlier, in the opener, but that was an outlier, and they'll be fine. Washington, you write it off because it was or- late Oregon at night. Oregon will never be fine. <laughs> you just got to hold Nike against them. Yeah. Oregon is basically, what are they, Yuck? I can't remember. Yeah. Yes, you can. It, it slips my mind. You just want them to play it. I really do. I
1: mean, come on. They're bought. And paid Oregon for. is just basically a hooker. There it is. They're bought and paid for. That's all. They'll never be fine. Even when they win, they're not fine. They're dirty. There are seven
0: teams at three and one in the conference, all looking for a way to rationalize away that one loss. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five at twelve eighty. The zone.
2: Win-
0: It's Wednesday. It's a Win Tickets Wednesday. You win tickets every Wednesday here on all the shows on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Won't be long before we're giving away jazz tickets, PK. We're almost there. Media today's coming up Monday. Today we got four tickets to see Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. The Roll Me Away Tour. Vivid Smart Home Arena, this Saturday, September 28th. Show opens with a performance by the Wild Feathers. Get your tickets now at VivintArena.com, Ticketmaster.com, UtahJazz.com, or by calling 1-800-745-3000. 1-800-745-3000.
2: This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5-1280-THE-ZONE and the Zone Sports Network.
0: 855-340-ZONE. Caller number 12 right now. 855-340-ZONE. You over there pondering what Lincoln Kennedy just said? Or you're mulling over something you see on social media right now. You're reading something over there. I'm having no thoughts at all. Really? I'm brainless. No, you look like you're pondering something. Nope. Ponderizing in the local vernacular. But no, you're just a total blank. Yep. Well, we're late to break anyway. So then on that note, let's take a break and we'll be right back. DJ and PK, open phones coming up. We just had uh, Lincoln Kennedy on. We've been analyzing the Pac-12 race. What are the youth's odds? How hopeful are you? we got a lot of people weighing in on that. You can hit us up. You think it's a big uphill battle or the Pac-12 is wild and crazy and you're not worried after one game? Eight five five three four zero zone Hit us up on Twitter, at DavidDJJames. On Facebook, DJ and PK. We'll get to that next.